Welcome back uh, again t- uh, for our podcast on uh, what it kind of means to be able to have this relationship with Jesus in a real common space. What uh, we have been trying to do for over a, a year now is just try to engage dialogue conversation to spur people on to be able to live for Jesus. Now, if you're new with us, uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at Refuge Church, and uh, today I've got one guy with me. I'm Mike. Uh, Ryan's away on vacation, but uh, we want to be able to just have this ongoing dialogue. And, and again, if you're new, you, you might be wondering, well, kind of what's the theme? What's the idea? If, if you've been with us, you kind of know. Uh, we really want to uh, emphasize this idea that uh, our relationship with Jesus goes beyond just what we do during uh, kind of church times or small group times. Uh, so much of our lives are compartmentalized into those things. It's, uh, I go to work, I go to school, I do this, I do that. And uh, we uh, kind of put on different um, uh, mindsets, or we put on different ideas, or we put on even uh, an outward presentation of something uh, maybe that uh, we're just not when we're in a common, normal, everyday space. And what we want to talk about is how does Jesus uh, look in those spaces where we don't always have the answers. And that's one of the beauties uh, of this uh, conversation is we're not here as experts. We're not here to try to tell you how to do life. Uh, but we are trying to have those conversations where so maybe some things we've learned, some other things we haven't learned. Uh, at the core of all this uh, really is this idea that our discipleship, and we use that word, and we'll actually talk about that a little bit more in this episode, that word uh, is really at the core, it is just being with Jesus. Now again, that sounds very churchy, that sounds uh, very ambiguous in the sense of what does that even mean? Well, it just means that at the very core of who I am, I, I want Jesus to be and I want to be where Jesus is, and I need to give him then my my emotions, my thoughts, my desires, my uh, plans, my uh, view of the world, all these things that make me who I am, uh, Jesus wants to be a part of that and, and, and integrate into that and create something new. So we're no longer just who I was and how I was raised and how I see the world and all the education I have and all the resources I have and all the stuff I have and, and, and what works for me. But now I become uh, a new creation that Jesus is forming and shaping and uh, a new orientation, a new family, uh, a new way to live life, a new way to see life, a new way to um, give my life away. And so from all of that kind of stuff, then then it should be evident in, in what we do and how we treat people and how we interact. And so we want to kind of circle back around a little bit to that idea because we've been doing this now for uh, well over a year and a half. And uh, maybe you've kind of even wondered sometimes during these conversations, well, why is even discipleship so important? Well, why does this even matter? And so we want to kind of have that conversation again and, and emphasize that to that. Um, you know, Mike, uh, you know, you, you, you and I, uh, we've known each other for, for almost two years now. And, um, you know, uh, I've seen your life over the last two years. I've seen, you know, how you care about disciples over the last two years. But, but, but go back, you know, maybe, maybe five, 10, 15 years ago. Like, uh, what, what has always been your thought? Like when you first thought of the word discipleship, uh, you know, what are things that pop in your mind or what are things that, that had come, uh, you know, or maybe you didn't know about, or you were even thought that that was stupid or not even important? 
Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as, as I think about that going back, it's, it's a good exercise and a good, um, thought process because, you know, on one level, I, I don't know that I really thought about it all that much. I think it was a word yeah. that, um, was maybe taken for granted, um, mm. in the church. And, and I think for me, that was because there was a, just a lack of understanding. Um, you know, I, I really, whenever I got saved, I, I was excited and I wanted to follow God. And I think that I just assumed that because I believed in Jesus, mm. I was then a disciple. Mm. And while those two things are not mutually exclusive, um, I, I think that the, the more that I've reflected on this and thought about it, I have found that I had probably a really warped understanding or lack of understanding of what discipleship actually looked like mm -hmm. and why it has a, a place of relevance and importance in my life mm -hmm. or it should have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of times, if anything, it was just a lot of, yeah, I mean, I go to church and sometimes I have a small group and I've done Dave Ramsey and yeah. <laughs> all the yeah. things, right? And, you know, I try not to swear and all of that. And, uh, yeah, it just, it, it was not, uh, the more that I've read my Bible and really just meditated on all of this, even through the courts of these conversations, mm. um, I think I've really learned that. Um, I, I was maybe off base a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, for me, um, you know, most of what we learn growing up is through observation. Right. We're watching our family. We're watching friends. We're watching people uh, in church. Um, we're not asking good questions. Um, we're not trying to understand anything beyond what we see. We mm -hmm. just, we just see what we see and then we think that's what, what it is. And so discipleship, uh, especially if you grew up in the church was really, um, like what you say, I, I, you know, I need to do all the right things. Um, I need to read my Bible. Right. Uh, you know, I remember, um, getting a Bible once, I think I was maybe 10 years old and I think I got it for Christmas and I opened it up. I was like, Oh wow. I can't wait till Sunday to use it. And my parents <laughs> kind of laughed. They're like, well, you can use it, you know, more than that. And you know, I remember getting in trouble and thinking in my mind, well, you know, I need to read my Bible twice today to be able to make mm. up for the trouble that I got. And, and those kind of things, um, if, if we took the time and which I think is a really good spiritual discipline actually to take the time and to work ourselves backwards to where we began yeah. with this. So some of you listening, you maybe grew up in a non church going home and you had no idea who Jesus was until later in life. And then you got to kind of work your way back and unpack some things because of that. Um, and you got to unpack a little bit of what discipleship means outside of the church, because that's another thing. Discipleship is bigger than just the church. Right. We're all being discipled. Uh, we're all being taught. We're all being uh, um, learners of something. So uh, we all got to work that out. Or maybe you grew up in the church and you just got a really false idea of that. Uh, one of the things I struggled with was, um, you know, talking to my friends or, or learning as I started getting in ministry, people, you know, 
who I saw at church looked great. And then you'd hear the stories behind the scenes at yeah. home, or you'd hear the stories when they were out doing stuff or, you know, and you're like, how does that work? How does that be? And so, uh, all those kind of questions, I think, I think part of the exercise of being a disciple is, I use the phrase quite a bit. It's, it's willing to jump into the deep end mm-hmm. and in the deep end, when we jump in, sometimes, um, we just, we just have to float it there or tread water or, or we just have to be in that moment and just allow ourselves to do that. Um, you know, uh, to me, the, the, the two dangers right now that, that I have, and I, I see quite a bit in others, and, and maybe you see some other dangers in our discipleship, uh, is this performance and transactional relationship. Yeah. Um, I think we are so, so, so consumed with performing, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the West. Yeah. And then a transaction. So, uh, I have to perform and when I do perform, I deserve a transaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we take this to God and God, I do good. Therefore I deserve a transaction or the opposite can happen. I don't do good. So therefore I know what the transaction God is going to give to me. Uh, and I'm going to stay away. And this repeats itself over and over and over and over and over again. And I think it completely misses the mark of what discipleship is. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, because I think that when you put it in those terms, it really starts to bring to light that discipleship is not earning. Yeah. Uh, and I think sometimes we, we almost look at it as there's this aspect to it that is, I am proving my worth, my merit Mm -hmm. before God. And that's antithetical to the gospel. Yep. Um, because it's, uh, all of this in terms of grace, uh, in terms of salvation and justification, all hinges upon the work and the personhood of Jesus Christ yep. and, and nothing that we can do. But there is this element of, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Now that you've put your faith in him. And and I think that there's just this reality that kind of has to be addressed. We try to almost do this slow burn with culture and society. And that's a good thing. We don't want to be shoving things down people's throats. Yeah. But the reality is I do have an agenda for society. And that is that they would be reconciled to God because I believe that God has good and right instruction and wisdom for how we're supposed to live and interact with one another. And when I think about this in in, in terms of just like meriting and proving it, one of the themes throughout the entirety of scripture uh, is ever since the fall, we're looking for that next Adam. We're looking mm-hmm. for that next Moses and David. And uh, it, specifically in the Hebrew t- texts, there was kind of this um, uh, this testing that would sometimes happen around like the number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we see this really cool thing happen in the Gospel of John, where after Jesus uh, has been crucified and is now raised to life, he has this exchange with Peter. And if we back up a step, Peter had denied Jesus three times, mm. which I think is a little bit of a callback to this, this testing. And mm. we see how Peter fails and Jesus then not only restores Peter one time, but two times and three times, mm. almost demonstrating, I think that Jesus has already earned and merited everything. And Peter is still a disciple. He's restored. Yeah. And not only that, 
Jesus still has a purpose for him and a calling upon his life. And I think mm-hmm. that's a key piece of discipleship is we're learning how to live into the fullness of the the man or woman that God has created you to be. Yeah. We're learning to live into the fullness of what it looks like to be a person of God who's called to steward, to rule over the earth, to be fruitful and multiply and to be interacting with the people around us as agents mm of the one true God and, 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 and this renewal and restoration of all things. And so, um, I think we really have to get away from that idea of the earning and transactional, right? What you were talking about and really understanding that it's, it's about apprenticing, about learning how Mm. to live this out daily. Yeah. And, and to keep following this through one of the greatest tests that we can have is to really look at how you treat other people. Yeah. There's so much within the new Testament about, uh, our relationship with Jesus, quote unquote, what, what we usually define as discipleship limited and a bad def- definition, but what we decide usually define as discipleship. And then we, we think yeah, well, I, the rest of my life is just the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, what Jesus does when he comes on the scene and, and, and people say, well, well, how do you boil down all these commandments? He said, well, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, yeah. mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. What does Jesus say about marriage? He says that you should treat your wife as Christ Mm -hmm. treated the church. Uh, Wives should show respect to their husbands as you would show to the Lord. Like there's something about the relationship. John, you know, picks this up. It basically says you can't say you love God and hate your brother. Yeah. uh, Or you're a liar. And so uh, the, one of the great tests of our discipleship is how do you treat other people? Mm -hmm. How do you treat your spouse? How do you treat your kids? how to treat your boss, your coworkers, your neighbors, all these different people in our lives, how you treat them is a honest reflection of how you view who God is and your relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, and so when you look at that, you say, well, you know, do I, do I treat my spouse in a transactional performance relationship? Do I treat my kids? Yeah. Well, that's a big one, right? Because, you know, we're always telling our kids what to do and we're always happy with them when they're doing good things, but then we're mad when they're not doing good things. And, uh, you know, our bosses, our employees, I mean, all these relationships are are a true reflection of what discipleship looks like in our lives. And if if we understand what you are saying, Jesus paid it all. Mm-hmm. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to to be in a transactional relationship. Uh, his grace is is uh, sufficient. His grace uh, has been given. All these types of terminologies and phrases, when we, we, we sing about them, we nod our heads in church, but then when we walk out those doors, yeah. it's almost like, well, I go right back to how I used to be. I go right back to how I was raised. I go right back to, to what has worked for me, and I yeah. don't ever let that part of it infiltrate or, or, or penetrate of my life to the core of, of who I am. And mm-hmm. that's, that's probably been the biggest challenge for me, probably the last 10 years yeah. of my own discipleship, where once I realized, okay, discipleship's more than just what I do. Now it's allowing God to be uh, in my life and to, to really hit those things. I really had to start asking some tough questions and I, and I still to this day and, and anytime I mistreat somebody or anytime I treat somebody with a transactional relationship, uh, it, it's still pulling out something in me that, that is there that has, uh, hasn't, uh, you know, I haven't fully allowed God to, to change that and reverse that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. I mean, just, just spouting off. I, what, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I, I think a couple things, um, you know, one of the things that, that it brings to mind is I think 
particularly my experience in the church, um, has been littered with hypocrisy, which is a really easy dead horse to kick. Yeah. Um, but there is some merit to it and some truth to it. Um, and I think that's because, you know, we, we walk in and like you said, like we do the thing on Sunday, but nothing in our lives, that's not true. Very little in our lives is actually changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think about the story of Israel being in battle with the Philistines and they got their tails kicked. And so they brought the Ark of the Covenant out and yeah. they were like, oh, we got the Ark. And, <laughs> and they, they were so re-energized that the ground shook as yeah. they they cheered and then they got their tails kicked even harder yeah because they were just like yeah we have the box and right just trying to do the thing that they were trying to do while being in rebellion from god and tim Mackey had a really good point about this of the bible project where he was like we we do this a lot where we just want to bring god and act like if we just pray before something or if we just claim the name of Jesus or, or something along those lines that, that we're good, we're yeah. in the clear, we can proof text it with something from scripture. And we forget that discipleship or following after God, walking with him is all according to God's instruction mm-hmm. by his wisdom on his terms, yeah. not necessarily our terms. And, and it's even interesting as I think and reflect on, um, like the, uh, there's a story after the story of Cain and Abel about one of Cain's descendants. His name is Lamech. And basically after Cain had killed his brother, he said, um, this, this punishment God is too much for me. And God says, well, I'll, I'll put a sign on you that if anybody touches you, then they'll be cursed. Yeah. Well, Lamech's descendant took that and, and said, oh, if, if that happened for Cain, then you'll be cursed 70 times seven for me. Meanwhile, Lamech is killing anybody that he wants to and just claiming this as his own and taking it to that extra end. And then we have Jesus come in and say, (laughs) you know, how many times should you forgive somebody? 70 times seven, which is a direct callback to this. It's flipping it all on its head. And, 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 and I say that to say, I want to bring all of my history and all of my baggage and all of the reasons why I think I'm right all the time to the table. And, God is constantly turning that on its head. And this, this might sound like a lot to you mm-hmm. depending on where you are in your journey. And in one sense, you're called to do this today. Yeah. And in another sense, this, this is a whole journey that starts one step at a time. And, and God's never going to call you, um, beyond, you know, where he has what he has for you in that moment. I almost think about it. I think I've said this on this podcast before. I almost think about it like Disney, um, where if you've ever gone to Disney or if you haven't gone and you start to talk about it before you go and you're excited Mm because you want to go to Disneyland, it's an experience. Everybody that's ever been there is going to tell you the 50,000 different things (laughs) that you have to do and it's overwhelming and it's stressful and now you don't even want to go. And the reality is I know a friend who just wants to go down to Epcot. He's never been there in his life. Of all the places he wants to go to, he wants to go to Epcot and just do like the food tour Yeah, yeah. all throughout the different countries and everything, which is, I mean, it's a cool reason to go and everything. But I think sometimes discipleship is a lot like that where start with, you know, the part that is drawing you in. Yeah. 
and you know hear what everybody else says but don't focus on that because whenever it's time to go and check out another one of the parks when it's time to go check out another one of the aspects of it mm-hmm. god's going to call you into that yeah and your interest is going to be peaked enough and sometimes it won't but you're going to find so much value so much joy so much depth and meaning and fullness yeah. in the midst of that um and, and and so don't be overwhelmed by this conversation um but just that understanding that it starts like you said with at the core of being with god that love of Jesus and, and really wanting to see a difference in this world because of who he is. Yeah, no. And that's good to, to, you know, kind of wrap things up a little bit here too, because, you know, you can hear us talk, you can hear someone else talk and then uh, again, fall right back into performance. Uh, Well, I'm not where they're at, or they have something that I don't have or, and, and uh, that should never be the case because I promise you, I promise you, even if you've just understood Jesus uh, in the last week, there's aspects of your relationship with Jesus that, that is sweeter than mine, mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, more uh, real and authentic than I could ever understand. So uh, that's kind of the the, the joy of all this yeah. is that uh, you and I, we don't have it figured. We haven't arrived. Uh, if anyone that tells you that they've arrived, uh, run the other way because <laughs> uh, nobody has arrived. Nobody is a mature Christian. We're all maturing right. Christians. Uh, God is continually doing a work in me uh, and that'll never stop until um, the other side of eternity when 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 I'm no longer uh, in this body, in the flesh and all that. Uh, so uh, but there should be things that your life uh, and your relationship with God, there should be curiosity that causes you to to think, to ponder, to examine, to to uh, to meditate upon. There mm-hmm. should be things that you look at and say, I want more of. Um, there should be some things to say, uh, Lord, you know, please guide me, lead me, show me. And, and then whatever those things are, per- pursue those things. Let the, that stuff play itself out, but don't get caught up in, I have to perform and then there's a transaction that takes place yeah uh either good or bad where i perform good god owes me or if i perform bad therefore god's mad at me uh those things will keep you away from just just being with him just floating or treading water just just being in his presence where sometimes uh that needs to be where you need to stay so that god can really get down below the surface uh and really uh, begin to do the work that needs to be done at the core of, of who you are. And, um, you know, if you're not sure, uh, about that stuff, maybe use the, use the thing of looking around your relationships, how you see your family, your friends, even the world itself, how you view the world. You know, if you view the world as, oh, this is wicked and evil and, and everyone, you know, is going to hell, then, uh, you know, may, maybe you're missing out a little bit of that compassion yeah. that, that Jesus offers or talks about, or that reason why he even came to, to not condemn the world, but to save the world. So, yeah. uh, there's a lot there that really can open up, uh, really keys to, to what does your discipleship look like? Uh, again, you know, we, we just want to help out or we want to offer uh, to pray for you. If we can do either, either of those two things, you can email us at info at churchrefuge.com. And uh, we would uh, love to do that. Hopefully you continue to join uh, with us as we continue to talk about discipleship. <laughs>